Saturday sunshine, Sunday partly cloudy. Each day goes to about 80. Are you looking for the best deals on firearms, bows, hunting equipment, ammo, and more? Look no further than the Bowie Outfitters Surplus Inventory Reduction Auction. With over 7,500 lots of items up for grabs, you'll be sure to find exactly what you're looking for. Go to HendersonAuctions.com. This huge public auction starts closing October 16th through October 21st, so don't miss your chance to get amazing deals on all these great items. Go to HendersonAuctions.com for more information and details. Auction business license number AB. The views and opinions expressed during this show are those of the hosts and guests only. In no way do they represent the views, positions, or opinions expressed or implied of WGSO 990 AM or North Shore Radio, LLC. Must be 4 o'clock at WGSO 990 AM, the flamethrower in greater New Orleans. We're glad to be here again at 4 o'clock. We're glad to have you at 4 o'clock. If you're not on the radio, we're glad to have you at WGSO.com, live or on podcast. Whenever you pick this up, we're glad to have you. Uh, We're going to do a little our usual financial. Then we're going to get on with some uh, uh, hour full of Louisiana news, and we'll see where we end up at the end of the hour, but it's a bunch of new stuff, a bunch of stuff popping up during the day. And so we're glad to have it. We're glad to bring it to you. This is Paul Hurd, your host. Hurd's Louisiana Live is coming in hot, as usual. And uh, we'll do our, uh, remember, we'd love to hear from you. If you got questions about these issues or you got other pieces of information about Louisiana politics, Louisiana government, New Orleans, St. Tammany, any of that will work. We're glad to have you. Uh, the uh, hotline number, Louisiana Excellence Hotline, 504-556-9696. We'll be glad to hear from you. The Wow. All right, we're going to do our little financial report. We've got some wildness in this report. Uh, we'll be right. Uh, let's, let's look at it. The stock market's not the wow. The interest rates are. And... Uh, Look what we've got here. S&P closed down 58 points, which is 1.3%. That's a that's a low uh, step back. NASDAQ closed down 219. That's down 1.6. I'm sorry, I said it wasn't in the stock market because we're getting kicked in the shins, at least, uh, in the stock market. And Dow down... 332 points, which is just barely under one full percent. Those are not good numbers, and let me tell you why they are going down. And that is, if you look at the interest rates, our two-year Treasury bill closed at 5.2. The 30-year closed at 4 point nine eight nine or four point nine nine what that means is both sides both the short and the long were headed up and why are they headed up let's go to our this is why we bring it to you this way it's going up because oil uh is it remember it got down below 85 it got down into 80 i think it got down 82 83 well it's back to 88.2 $21 per barrel, 
That's up almost 1.75%. Uh, that number, the Middle East is getting hotter and hotter. Uh, the question is, the closer Iran gets into stepping overtly, they're all behind the scene, but stepping in overtly into the battle, into supplying overtly missiles, armaments, uh, or military support itself, uh, the closer we come to the day that their oil supply to the world will be cut off. Also, the issue is whether or not uh, Bi uh, President Biden has the uh, will and the ability now, on whether he's got the ability to freeze the $6 billion that he gave them two weeks ago. He gave them a week before the Hamas massacre. Uh, but all of that is reflecting inside the oil and gas markets, and that's why it went up a dollar and a half in one day inside that 88.21 uh, cost of oil. The economy's going to get going to get funky. It's going to be different. We don't know. Look, that, that Middle East is on the verge of turning into a mess. And remember, Israel has atomic bombs, and they will not. They've had the Holocaust of the 1940s. They will not go quietly into the night. They will fight for their life. And this may be a turning point in the Middle East. Uh, as big as when Israel first got, was created, uh, you remember that the day after they were officially created was when the, the Arabs attacked Israel and the first battle of Israel versus Arab in the Middle East in the modern days. That's what we're looking at. We've got Hamas at the north end of Israel. We've got the Hamas at the at south end of Israel. You've got Iran offering support. You've got Syria at the northeast side of Israel, and they are beginning to have rockets shot from their area. Hezbollah is the one in Jordan on the north side of Israel. This thing... This thing, this is like watching a slow motion, head-on car wreck, and there's going to be people dying. But all of that is what's starting to make the economic picture in the world quiver. Uh, we'll see how it goes. That's where we are today with the finances. Let's... Um, Look, I wanted to, this is not a surprise. We can get this out of the way before uh, we take our first break. And remember, again, you can call us at the, at the Louisiana Excellence Hotline, 504-556-9696. Uh, the Republican Party, if you remember, endorsed Jeff Landry early, endorsed uh, Congressman and now Treasurer Candidate uh, John Fleming early on. They didn't endorse anyone in the Secretary of State's office because there were 
three, at least three solid Republican alternative candidates in that race. And uh, if I remember, my prediction was that it'd be 21%, 21%, 21%, and whoever that third person was going to lose by 800 votes. Well, as it turned out, uh, Nancy Landry won. Then Gwen Collins Greenup, who is a Democrat, came in second with Landry having 19, Gwen having 19, and Mike Francis coming in with 18. And he didn't lose by 800 votes. The article that I've looked at, the information I have right now, says he lost by 700 votes out of 1 million votes. Just a sliver of a hair. Uh, Mike Francis is and will continue to be the commissioner in the Public Service Commission, but he lost by a hair. And it's, a, uh, it's interesting. There was good news that the state did summarily reject Clay Schechneider, who was the House Speaker and the Judas Goat that paired up with govern with the dem- with the Democratic woke liberal g- quack quack Governor John Bell Edwards, our lame duck governor now, but not so lame the last eight years. And we've had Clay Schechneider to thank about thank for it. He got stomped. Uh, he. It didn't come close. So that's where we are on uh, on that race. Also wanted to mention John Fleming is still endorsed by the Republican Party. His challenger is Dustin Granger, a Democrat also. So those races will break out more traditional politics. And right now, if the Republicans will turn out, it should be a crushing win over the Democratic candidates. This is Paul Hurd. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in Louisiana politics, in Jefferson Parish, and in New Orleans. Hurd's your host. We shall return. What does grace mean to you? At Grace at the Green Light, a 501c3 nonprofit, we believe that everyone deserves a hot meal, clean drinking water, a welcoming community, and a chance to go home again. You can help create a new home and hope for those who need it most. To see how, visit our website at graceatthegreenlight.org. Tune in to Chew on This, Saturdays at noon on WGSO. Tell us what you're cooking or ask us how to cook it with Don Clement and Patty B. We'll share recipes, cooking techniques, everything from sous vide to grilling. Got a favorite kitchen gadget? Let us know about it. Your grandma's secret sauce? Now we're talking. Tips from home cooks for gourmet cooking at your home. Join Don Clement and Patty B. for Chew on This, Saturdays at noon on WGSO. Come on to my house. Hello, this is Jack Clegg. Thank you for listening and participating in the Jack Clegg Show Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Our audience and management have asked us to extend the show to Thursday nights at 7 p.m., and we will do that, at least until the 2024 election is over. We will continue to oppose the rich men north of Richmond who want to control what we think 
and control what we do. The fastest growing conservative talk show in the South is now on five days a week on WGSO 990. That's right. American Ground Radio has moved from Saturdays to Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 p.m. American Ground Radio is based out of Louisiana and is grounded in the ideas that founded our country. American Ground Radio is a show for everyone who believes there is greatness within each of us. So tune in Monday through Friday starting at 8 p.m. On the community voice of the Crescent City WGSO 990 a.m. Get ready, Raider New Orleans. The Great Southern Gun and Knife Show is coming for two days only, October 21st and 22nd at the Punch Train Center on Williams Boulevard. Show hours, Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 10 to 5. Hundreds of dealer tables available, full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun books, camouflage, jewelry, and more. That's the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show, October 21st and 22nd. At the Punch Train Center, show hours 9 to 5 on Saturday, 10 to 5 on Sunday. Don't miss it. Now, everything old is new again. America's entertainment pop culture talk show. If you relate to these clips playing in the background, you will relate to Everything Old is New Again right here on WGSO. Hi, this is Douglas Viviani of Everything Old is New Again. Join us for the fun on Saturday mornings at 8, right here on the community voice of the Crescent City, WGSO. Go ahead, make my day. Yes, indeed, we're glad to be back. It's, it's hump day. I want to see that ad again. I need to see that ad again. That camel was as cool as anything as, as cool as the camel on Lucky Strikes. Man, uh that that was a great that's a classic ad. Uh and uh we all remember Wednesday being hump day. Uh and uh that's what we are today. Glad to be with you. Look, here's some good news in our area. And that is that we talked about this either yesterday or Monday, it might have been yesterday, about now that the elections for the legislature, House and Senate, is more or less complete. It's not. There's two Senate races to be done, and I believe there's maybe uh, as many as as, uh, 18 uh, House seats left that are in runoffs. But in the Senate, there's 39 total seats there's 37 that have already been uh, reelected. So the next thing that the Senate, each chamber has to do, and we've talked about it, is they've got to elect their presiding officer in the Senate. That's the Senate president. And the word is on the street that Metairie uh, got the golden ticket. Cameron uh, Henry appears to be the unofficial uh, selection as president of the Senate coming January 8th, coming January 9th when we swear in the new legislature. And uh, it's going to be interesting there. If you remember, uh, the the three names being mentioned were Beth Mizell, who is my preferred candidate, uh, Senator uh, Cameron uh, Henry in Metairie, and Senator Mike Reese in Leesville. Lees, and it turns out that uh, the powers that be, including the 
opinion, not the demand, but the opinion and the insight from the new governor uh, apparently favored Cameron Henry as a good president of the Senate. So Cameron Henry <laughs> is, a, is the unofficial uh, nominee to be president of the Senate. You won't know until January occurs, and then Cameron Henry will designate chairman of the committees in the Senate. That's where you'll know who the power structure is. That's You'll see the president pro tem. You'll see chairmen of, of the uh, finance committee. You'll see chairman of health, chairman of the education committee. Those are going to be the big committees and the... Uh, I forget in the Senate, one has a, I think House has appropriations committee that handles the money. Senate, I believe, has a finance committee is what they call it. But that's the one where if we're going to lower taxes, if we're going to give uh, our businesses the freedom to operate and to keep their earnings, if we're going to find out how to phase out personal income taxes, lower sales taxes, phase out the franchise tax. It's going to be done over uh, in the finance committee and in the House. Right now, there are too many elections uh, outstanding for any real progress to be made on who might solidify the choice for Speaker of the House. I do know we've got a group of new uh Conservative representatives coming in. Many of the conservatives were preserved and reelected in the House. It's going to be interesting to see how that goes. But Cameron Henry appears to be the designee, which will help Governor-elect Landry get prepared to start setting up his administration, uh, working with the leadership in the legislature. And even if you and I don't know who it is, don't, don't believe for a minute they don't know who Henry has paired and joined, what his inner circle is uh, between his and uh, Governor-elect Landry. It's a, uh, one thing that's interesting, and this is something we should remember. Paige Cortez said he was a Republican. He never voted as a Republican. He voted as a Democrat in support of uh, Governor Quack Quack, uh, but the reason it looks like Cameron Henry was favored over Reese was that Reese had paired up and was on the inner circle. He is what we call the fraud squad. He was a member of the fraud squad with Paige Cortez, and uh, that worked against him. That group needs to sit out, and because we know them for what they are. They didn't keep their word to their voters. We elected Republicans, and they went and voted and joined the Democrats. But Cameron Henry's there. He's 48 years old. Um, he uh, apparently in the House, he had chaired the House Appropriations Committee uh, under uh, Speaker Barra from the Lafayette area. Um, he was elected to the Senate in 2019, 
and uh, it's going to be interesting uh, to see can we move forward with a Senate that won't be the graveyard of good legislation. What happened during the election and the governor's race is the trial lawyers and many of the status quo give us our money from the state supporters and lobbyists realized they were not going to beat Jeff Landry. They didn't think he'd win the first time, but they knew he'd get it the second time. Uh, and we're already ahead of schedule. But what they did is they tried to elect uh, a group in the Senate that would be there to be the graveyard for school choice, for a more flexible uh, educational system, including how we judge schools that would also have career lines of education, how to be a to be electrician, a carpenter, a t tech, coding, and those kind of things where you could walk out of high school and get a job where it's not all college prep. Right now, if there's a problem with our education um, accountability, is that it uh, judges the success of the schools overly based upon the success to produce college entrance graduates. There's other ways to make a great living in this state, in this country, and we need to make sure that it's demanding, but it's not an excuse to allow the t schools not to teach. We don't want those career jobs to be dumping grounds for those not succeeding. We want the school that they can't teach them to do uh, college. They don't want college. They ought to have another track, but that track can't be a track to the concession stand and, and, and sitting on the sideline. We'll see how things go. We still tell. We've got hope in this state. we got a chance of a new legislature, a new vision and path. Let's hope we've just added another driver to that better future in Cameron uh, Henry. Look, all right, we're, we've got that out of the way. I thought it was, it was interesting. We'll see how the House of Representatives speaker vote goes. Um, but I wanted to talk next about, let's talk about New Orleans uh, a little bit. Uh, I just got, that's what I thought. I was just about bumping up against the, uh, the break for the bottom of the hour. When we come back, we're going to talk about, you remember a day or two ago, the DA, Jason Williams, his car was hijacked, uh, was carjacked. And he and his mother were scooted out of their own vehicle, and, and the car was stolen by three armed uh, persons dressed in black, driving a blue pickup that it turns out was stolen. When we get back, we're going to pull a Paul Harvey, and we're going to give you the rest of the story and one more good lesson about how to stop crime in New Orleans. Paul Hurd's your host. Louisiana Live is your program. We'll be right back after these messages. You gotta be mine. 
Hey, Mimi, we're moving. Moving to Wednesdays at 5. You can check out He Said, She Said on a new day. Hump day. A new day, but we'll still be discussing and debating the hot topics. And take your phone call. You can listen to us on 990 AM, WGSO, WGSO.com. And find out who's right. Of course, that's me. No, of course, that's me. I've been doing this 23 years, Mimi. Practice makes perfect. So you see, we'll have plenty to talk about on He Said, She Said. Wednesdays at 5. Right here on WGSO. Does your business need to boost sales or drive customer loyalty? Talk to Sir Speedy. Our direct mail pros can get your company in front of the right people with our comprehensive direct mail and mailing services. All you have to do is share your goals with us and we can do the rest. Get the ball rolling and send your next direct mail project to us. Call Sir Speedy at 504-586-9812 or visit us online at sirspeedyneworleans.com. That's 504-586-9812. One, two, we do it. Hello, this is David Jeremiah. Join me each weekday morning at 5.30 or 6.30 for Turning Point here on Talk Radio 990 AM. Ryan Richardson here. Tune in every Saturday from 11 a.m. until 12 noon on WGSO 990 AM for Conversations with Ryan Richardson. Do you have ghosts in your house? Well, I do. Hi. It's Bloody Mary, your local spirit guide, psychic medium, and celebrity ghost hunter. I run the Haunted Museum and Voodoo Spirit Shop in the French Quarter. Come do a ghost hunt with us and sharpen your communication skills with the other side. Don't be afraid. I'll teach you how to, as we learn and do, go ghost hunting, join a Victorian seance, and explore the beyond. Did you know that you can even plan an entire haunted night at the museum for your private party? Seven days, seven nights. Join us. BloodyMaryNewOrleans.com. Join me, Mitch Gibbs, every Saturday morning from 9 to 11. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Colleen Crane. A mother is devastated and neighbors are in shock after an overnight fire allegedly intentionally set by their father took the lives of three young children. New Orleans police arrested the children's father, 29-year-old Joseph Washington. They found the accused car in the Mississippi River near Gretna. They're currently investigating the fire as a triple homicide. According to investigators, the mother of the three children called 911 five minutes before midnight, stating their father intended to burn the house down. Shortly afterward, another call came in about a house fire at that location in a New Orleans East neighborhood. The Advocate's political reporter Tyler Henry is reporting Metairie Republican Cameron Henry will be the next Louisiana Senate president. Bridges said Henry beat out Leesville Senator Mike Reese for the top spot in the upper chamber. And uh, I think ultimately that that, uh, it was seen that Jeff Landry preferred to work with Uh, Cameron Henry's Senate president, and that made the difference. An official vote will take place when a new Senate is sworn in on January 8th. LRN. If your power goes out, remain calm. Power up with Power Multiplier games from the lottery. Can you feel it? With Power Up Multiplier, you can multiply your winnings. Win cash instantly with Power Spots. Feel the power. Five games win up to five hundred thousand dollars. Feel the power and play Power Multiplier games today. Feel the power. Top prize five hundred thousand dollars. Must be at least twenty-one to purchase. 
Hey, it's Kevin Carr with your personal sneak preview invitation to join me on Sunday evening from 8 to 9 for Fat Guys at the Movies. Each week, I give you my take on the newest movies and movie news, but in a fun way. Not like those stuffy movie review snobs who take themselves way too seriously. I tell you if the new movies rock or not. Yes, it's fun for all ages with Fat Guys at the Movies. I'll see you Sunday evening at 8 on WGSO 990 AM. You might be afraid to speak out for fear of cancel culture or losing your job. Christian Garrick Show on WGSO is your platform. Noon to 2, weekdays, right here on 990 AM WGSO. Hey y'all, the Beat Exchange has a new time slot. Mondays at 7 p.m. on WGSO, 9.90 a.m. in New Orleans, the Beat Exchange with Barbara Hoover. Hi, I'm William Wallace. You can hear me live on Tuesday nights at 5 o'clock here on WGSO or see what I have to say on Facebook at William Wallace for America. The Easy Pet Shop and Rescue is a nonprofit volunteer-run rescue. We provide adoption services and care for homeless animals across the New Orleans metro area. We also offer pet supplies and grooming services at our downtown and Marigny locations. The shops are located at 839 Spain Street and 513 Dumain Street and are open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m weekdays and noon to six on Saturdays, noon to five on Sundays. We can be found on the web at BigEasyPetShop.com. Support local animals in need by shopping and adopting with Big Easy Animal Rescue. Greetings, my fellow deplorable drags of society, a.k.a. God-loving patriots. It's the Flaming Conservative. Join me now on Friday nights at 7 for Holy and Patriotic Jambalaya, on 990 AM, WGSO, WGSO.com, and the TuneIn app. Jesus in America rocks. Well, we're back. We're back. Glad to be here. Let's do a little bit of local New Orleans news. Uh, first, let's talk. Just a minute. I dropped my paper. I almost upset the water. All right, we're back. <laughs> All right. I got slippery hands today. We're glad to get that back in order. Look, let's talk a little bit about the, dis- uh, the district attorney for Orleans Parish, Jason Williams, was, car- was hijacked, carjacked with his mother. Uh, and, look, we're all glad they all got out. They all got out uninjured, and their vehicle was taken. It was later recovered, and that was only the beginning of this raucous uh, story about crime in New Orleans. Uh, the uh, Once the car was uh, found, and it was processed as a crime scene, uh, and... The police started looking at video uh, cameras around on the, on the streets and on buildings. Uh, they were able to uh, trace the uh, vehicle, and when it was hijacked, I'm going to give you these cars just so you can appreciate the punchline at the end of this story. Uh, when Mr. Williams was hijacked, carjacked, the perpetrators drove up in a blue pickup and three young men dressed in black jump out with guns, 
put him to his face, put him to his mom, and say, we're taking the car. Nobody talks that nice, but you know what I'm saying. They came ablazing. They didn't shoot, but they said, move or we will. Mr. Williams stayed cool. He said, let me just get my mother out of the back seat. And because that's what he was in the process of doing, apparently, anyway. He got his mother, obviously, uh, an elderly woman, got her out. They took the car and followed it with the car they arrived in, a blue pickup. About uh, 30 minutes later, there was a second carjacking up the road uh, at which a, a, let's see, the first one was Jason. The second one was a, the blue pickup. The, uh, it had already occurred uh, earlier, but it was a, it was, let's see. This is what's so funny about this thing. Um, all right, the blue pickup pulled alongside uh, a Honda Civic. And so, really, the blue pickup was first. It got stolen. They use it to prowl for another car to hijack, carjack. They find Jason Williams. They carjack him. So, they take the the stolen blue and the stolen navigator, and they're off and running. And uh, the uh, they then go and, and steal another, carjack another. Uh, let's see whether it was a carjacking or just a theft. Pull on, sorry. Uh, it, it was, again, a carjacking of a Honda Civic. All right, so we've got one stolen blue truck. We've got two carjacked vehicles, Navigator and a Honda Civic. Uh, the police start looking into it. They finally uh, trace it down. Now, let's, <laughs> let's talk about what they did. They ultimately find as one of the major perpetrators to be a gentleman named Raymond Roshan, 18 years old. Now, let's go through 25% of the carjackings in Orleans Parish were done, it sounds like, by Mr. Roshan. First, we've got, Jason, uh, first we've got the blue pickup is stolen. Number two, Jason Williams is carjacked. Number three, the Honda is carjacked. And then uh, they, when they trace uh, Mr. Roshan, they get fingerprints off the various vehicles. They found Mr. Roshan involved in three additional, that makes six additional car thefts or carjackings of an Electra um, see, an Electra, and then two different Kia Rios, uh, all either stolen off the street or carjacked. So at the end of the day, we had uh, six carjackings attributable with fingerprints to Mr. Roshan. Now, he was booked. Now, after being arrested, he was booked... Uh, with possession, well, wait, unauthorized use of a movable, of a motor vehicle. He was not charged with carjacking. There's three carjackings 
in this six vehicle thefts. Yet, that's where this is the good news, bad news. The good news is we found somebody. The good news is we took him off the street because we got him arrested. We also know that there's two more perpetrators out there that, that the police are looking for, and I've got to believe with processing uh, six different vehicles, uh, they're going to find more evidence of who he was running with. That can't be, uh, that's work to be done, uh, and it's going to be interesting to see who the other three are. Now, let's talk about crime in New Orleans. It's great that our DA is safe and his mom's safe. It's great that the police did their work and found their primary perpetrator. You got one-third of the work done. We need two more perpetrators uh, in this matter. And when they arrested Mr. Roshan, the police had actually spotted the blue pickup parked, and so they staked it out and just waited. They waited about eight hours, and then three men dressed in black <coughs> came out and went to the vehicle. They followed it and ultimately were able to arrest everybody uh, or, or take, uh, well, arrest them in the sense that they know all three people that were in that car, in that truck. But here's what, what's interesting is that the, the other three vehicles that were stolen uh, were tied to Roshan because of his fingerprint. Now, let's talk about how we implement public safety. The way we do that is he's going to have to make bond if he wants out. We're watching to see what the DA recommends. The DA may, because he's the victim at least of one of these, he, and this is normal procedure. This is not a criticism. The DA may very well have to recuse his entire office and refer this prosecution to the attorney general's office who may handle it as the prosecutor who will then decide what the charges are and then will uh, determine to present to the local court uh, the bond request and the recommendation from the DA. It's going to be interesting to see exactly, let's get it right, we, do, we, we require bond on arrestees for two reasons. One is to make them appear in court. Give them something to lose if they don't show up. More equally important or more important in this crime crisis is bond is set if there's an indication that this arrestee will commit additional crimes while he's out or that he might threaten the witnesses. Remember, his buddy's running with him. He knows who they are, and they know who he is. So the question to me, Judge, of the criminal district court is what bond is going to be set on Mr. Roshan, and how are we going to make sure that he stops at six motor vehicle thefts, three of which are three carjackings since April. In the last six months, we know of a carjacking every 60 days by this defendant. That's enough evidence 
that the bond ought to be either huge or there won't be a bond because he he's convinced the system that if he gets out, he will re-offend. That's where we're going to be then. It comes down to proof, and it comes down to sentence, District Judge. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we're going to take our last break. We're going to talk a little bit more about the mayor, and then the clemency fight is not over. Uh, since the settlement, it's gone to district court again, and now it's in federal court. We're going to take a break. Paul Hurd, your host, Louisiana Live is coming in hot. We'll be right back. Look up, baby, because here I Jeff Cruer, host of Ringside Politics. I'd like to introduce WGSO General Manager, Mary Ann Guzman. WGSO is locally owned and operated right here in New Orleans. We believe in cultivating local talent and emphasize local programs. If you have an interest in hosting your own program, then we have some prime spots available. Thanks, Mary Ann. Folks, take advantage of this great offer. Email me at jeff at wgso.com or call me at 504-669-6076. Come fulfill your radio dreams at WGSO. When the time came, I knew I had to find a place where mom would be safe and active while still feeling independent. A place that was close to all of us and everything she needed. Locally owned and operated in the heart of Gonzales, I found Francois Ben's Senior Living. They specialize in independent and assisted living and memory care. Call 225-647-BEND for more information on our special pre-leasing offers. Francois Ben Senior Living. Experience life as it should be. Join me, Mitch Gibbs, every Monday and Friday at 5 p.m. live at Premier Nissan at 6636 Veterans Boulevard where Metairie meets Kenner for our 12th season of In the Red Zone. WGSO 990 AM is the only locally owned and operated talk station in New Orleans. We feature 20 local hosts discussing a variety of topics in an era when the daily newspaper is being discontinued and our competitors are out-of-state media conglomerates. We ask you, our listeners, to support local programming on a local station. To advertise or sponsor one of our great shows, contact me at jeff at wgso.com or call 504-669-606. More and more Americans are listening on American Ground. Listen each Saturday from noon to 1 p.m. with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. Dave, Dave, get up. Huh? What? Get up. Why are you waking me up? It's 8.30 a.m. We got a show on Everything Old is New Again. Our show is on the air at 9 a.m. this morning and every Saturday morning. Oh, you mean it changed from 1 p.m. to 9 a.m.? Yeah, WGSO 990 a.m. They would like us to wake up New Orleans every Saturday morning with Everything Old is New Again at 9 a.m. Come on, let's go. All right, here we go. Come on, you don't have to take a shower. Don't anything. We'll we'll do it on the air. Don't worry. All right, we'll be here. Everything old's new again. 9 o'clock Saturday. Ralph's Market cordially invites you to its Fall Wine Gala. Friday, November 3rd at La Berge Baton Rouge. Dress in your great Gatsby best and sample over 80 wines and hors d'oeuvres. It's the Ralph's Market Fall Wine Gala, November 3rd. Get tickets now at ralphsag.com. It's the Flaming Conservative. Join me now on Friday nights at 7 p.m. for Holy and Patriotic Jambalaya on WGSO. The 34th Annual New Orleans Film Festival, inviting guests to six days of in-person screenings at the Contemporary Arts Center, The Broad, and the Britannia Theaters Uptown and at Canal Place from November 2nd to the 7th, plus a virtual cinema running November 2nd through the 12th. 
tickets and pass information, film schedule, and how to watch from wherever you are at NewOrleansFilmFestival.org. We know you'll have a great time, so your first ticket is on us with the code NOLALOVE. On the last lap of this race for the day, uh, glad to have you with us. We've uh, look. I've got I, I've got some information on clemency. I told you it wouldn't go away. Uh, there now the, the the supporters for no death penalty. Look, th- th- there's no hiding it any longer. This was purely uh, a play to Governor Edwards again. Quack, quack on his way out the door to do what he wants, not what the people want, not what the people after he's gone, what we need. I think this is a, uh, uh, this thing's going to go right down to the wire. Uh, they got, they have it in federal court and we'll see what happens from here. Uh, look, I've got my caller. All right. I got Matt. Whoever that is then. Yeah. Well, give it to me quick and let's, cause I got to do a little on this clemency. Hello? Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, so this guy that they caught, uh, this 18-year-old. Roshan. He's an 18-year-old. Roshan, yes. Because he's an 18-year-old, I'm willing to bet you that we can't look at his previous criminal history. Oh, I think, they, I, think, I think they can't put it out publicly, but I think, they, I think the judge can look at it. It can't be used against him in a trial. Oh, I don't I, think I, he I comes in. Well, look, be. even if he comes in and we don't look at his past history, these were all six thefts cleared now. They they occurred from April, only April, only six months ago. Now, I don't know when he turned 18. But my point being that these these crimes are current. They're, they're, they're warmer than broiled oyster, uh, oysters at Drago's, man. They are steaming hot crimes. So I don't think that'll oh, yeah. get him. Uh, but the other also, good... I'm willing to bet you that uh, that firearm he has has been stolen. Oh, look, there were... I didn't mention it. There's a bunch of other minor, uh, lesser crimes about possession of firearms, possession of stolen goods, uh, unauthorized. I can't figure out how if you take a gun, put it in someone's face and steal their car, and uh, that it's the unauthorized use of a movable. An unauthorized use of the movable is when you take with no intent to steal. I don't see that here. I think every bit of this intent was to steal and to deprive the owner. I personally think that uh, I don't think if Attorney General takes it, those charges will remain. They will probably get an upgrade. Oh, I, I agree with you. And I, look, I appreciate you uh, thinking that. And I, I, it's going to have to be referred out uh, but it, honorably. It has nothing to do with uh, the DA who's a victim of a, of a uh, fight can't prosecute the guy that punched him in the nose. He's got to be a witness. Let someone else step in and do the prosecuting. Look, Matt, let me let you go. Good call. Let's talk about the clemency, man. I apologize, but I want to get on with this. I said when this settlement occurred that between the DAs that were not uh, part of the settlement and the people pursuing this, 
this thing was not going to be over until January 8th because if they can get this, uh, they being those who are against the death penalty, period. Because the interesting part is with this article, at first there were arguments about, oh, well, uh, you know, trials are, are unclear. Sometimes we make mistakes. These people, they know murdered them. They left, they left evidence. They're clearly guilty. Finally, the article now, and Mr. Finn for the NOLA wrote this most recent report on the newest development is that all the death penalty people have moved their plea to the federal court saying that the pardon board denied them their right to a clemency hearing uh, because they didn't uh, agree that they should <laughs> let these murderers go. Uh, and I knew it would happen. What's, what's happened is they filed, one group has filed it in state court. One group has filed it in federal court. The key to it is everyone's trying to find a procedural justification to, in quotes, put it back in the hands of the parole board and make them conduct a hearing on the merits and to make a recommendation to the governor. The Louisiana Constitution says the governor may, may he doesn't have to, may grant clemency upon the recommendation of the parole board, pardon and parole board. What they haven't been able to do is to get it to a on-the-merits hearing, and that's what this federal suit's about. They went to the right, you know, they went to federal court. It, it seems the arguments are extraordinarily weak. They're saying that they have been denied their constitutional right to a clemency hearing on the merits. And the other arguments they're making is that the settlement itself was not confected properly and that it was not done sufficiently at a public hearing with notice and the requirements of a public hearing notice. It'll be interesting uh, to see how this one in federal court goes. I'm not going to bore you with all the detail of the legal arguments being made, but the real arguments are is that they've alleged that the defendants, which is, notice this, who they sued was the parole board in this. They said the defendants' deliberate actions to manipulate the process have rendered the Louisiana executive clemency process a sham. No, when you lose, you lose. It's not a sham. What they want to do is get something in the hands of Quack Quack. He's gone. He had his chance. Look, he's a big boy. This board is a big boy bunch of men and women, if they wanted clemency, these people, these lawyers that made these motions could have made them a year in advance, so they would have been timely, they would have been reviewed, they would have been scheduled for an administrative hearing, they would have, if they got over that barrier, they would have then been given 
uh, notice to the world would have been given, and then they'd have a hearing on the merits, and then they could decide whether or not there was any justification to let these murderers out, and then they could have made their recommendation, yay or nay, to the governor. You could have played by the law, the procedural law. Did they? No. They're trying to simply ramrod it through at the end so that no one's responsible. And I'm going to tell you, the four people on that parole board did a good job in taking these first five people uh, that, that had their hearings and telling them at this stage there did not seem any reason to proceed, that there was no showing of a justification for a pardon. Clemency's not done till we get this quack, quack. Uh, we, ne we need some roasted duck and get that quack, quack governor out of here. Let's get Jeff Landry in here and we'll start having some crime and punishment. We're going to have some public safety. Look, Paul Hurd's your host. Louisiana Live is the program. We are so glad to have you. This is Wednesday. We'll see you at 4 o'clock tomorrow, Thursday, and we'll talk even more about the stuff going on in the great state of Louisiana. Y'all have a good evening. I think I'm going to go have a martini. Uh, Paul Hurd's your host. See you tomorrow. Now you can look as much, but if you're much as touch, you're going to have yourself a case. I'm going to break your face. Now don't mess with my toot toot. Don't mess with my toot. The Louisiana Music and Heritage Experience presents NOLA Funk Fest, October 20th through the 22nd at the New Orleans Jazz Museum. This festival includes three days of our local beloved music, food, art, and fun, plus a special Fats Domino and Dave Bartholomew exhibit. The festival will feature Irma Thomas, Leo Nocentelli, the Dirty Dozen Brass Band, George Porter Jr. and the Running Partners, and so much more. For tickets and more information, go to nolafunkfest.com. Hey folks, this is Jeff Cruer. Join me at 7 a.m. till 11 right here on WGSO 990 a.m. or Ringside Politics with a Punch. We're going to be bringing you great guests. We'll discuss the latest hot topics and, of course, taking your phone calls. On Thursday, new Bessie member Paul Hollis will join us. We'll talk about education in Louisiana. Also, we'll unveil our new parody of the week and discuss the hot topics of the day with Ringside All-Star Josh Bernstein. All of that and more right here on Ringside from 7 to 11 on WGSO. This is Kate Delaney from America Tonight. The show kicks on at midnight, and I'm loving the overwhelming support in New Orleans. What a group of fantastic listeners here on WGSO 990 AM. Join me every morning to catch up on what I call the buzz in your backyard and mine. You'll hear some of the most interesting people on the planet from the world of business, politics, sports, and, well, just intriguing people with a story to tell. If you're around, give us a call. Don't worry, I'll spit out the number plenty of times on the air. Let's agree to meet at midnight right here on WGSO 990 AM in New Orleans. The Tux Charitable Foundation, in association with the crew of Tux Parade, is holding the fourth Tux Umbrella Walk and Gumbo Gras on October 28th at 9 a.m. in Audubon Park, Shelter Number 10 off Magazine Street. Food, drink, live music are all included with registration. 
This is where Mardi Gras meets Halloween, and everyone is encouraged to come in costume. Kids' activities include the Small Friars Umbrella Decorating Tent, Decorated Wagon Parade, and Small Friars Funhouse. Please go to www.tuxfoundation.org for information and registration. Anytime, anywhere. Smartphone, tune-in radio app, WGSO.com. On the AM dial at 990, we are WGSO New Orleans. 